Hey, welcome everybody. This is Oscar Andrade. You're listening to The Shift. First of all, thank you guys for tuning into my show. Um, I have a very, very, very special show for you guys today. I hope you guys appreciate this. I'm going to start bringing in more guests like Jason um, to talk about their stories, their struggles, their obstacles. Um, it's very interesting on, on what you can learn from others. So I hope everybody enjoys it and uh, remember to shift every day in your life. So the shift is always going on. Hope you guys enjoy. Thank you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in today on The Shift, where I talk about business, fitness, and travel. Uh, today, I got a special guest today. I got uh, Jason Tan with me, the uh, owner of Self Made and uh, West Covina. Um, I'm just going to be picking his brain and uh, seeing how he thinks and some of the things that he's went through, right? Um, for those of you looking into uh, getting into entrepreneurship, um, he'll be kind of uh, expressing his journey on what it took to get to from, from being a, a trainer to being an owner, right? So uh, thank you for having – thank you for being on the, uh, the show, Jason. Of course, man. Thank you for having me on. Cool. Awesome. So really quick, uh, just for everyone um, – a little background story about you, Jason. So, like, you know, can you kind of give us, like, the the history? Like, you know, wh- where'd you grow up at? Right, right. Like, um, you know, where you're from and your upbringing and stuff okay. like that. Um, grew up in Almonte, California. Oh, okay. Um, didn't really have any kind of background in fitness until I probably got to high school. Okay. I was like, the, I'm pretty much the typical story of most trainers. If you talk to any trainer, they usually started because they were overweight. Ah, okay. They yeah, were, they were, they were that, lower yeah. self-esteem yeah. or, you know, or they got dumped or something happened to them, right? Yeah. I didn't have anything dramatic like that. I was just overweight. Come from my mom, you know, Mexican. So she cooks everything with bacon fat. Hell so yeah. as a kid, I didn't know anything about nutrition. So when I got into it, um, it was high school. I would probably say like junior, senior year, playing sports, doing things like that kind of got me interested into fitness. Okay. Then so, from there, um, I always knew that college necessarily wasn't my, wasn't my thing. And it wasn't because I didn't have interest in, in expanding. It was just one of those things where my family aren't entrepreneurs. My dad's from Hong Kong. He's an immigrant. Okay. So for, for us, it was always your goal once you graduate high school was to, to get a job. So, oh, okay. So, so your your dad was an immigrant. So, are you first generation? First generation, yeah. First generation. Uh-huh. Oh, so am I. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So yeah. my my dad uh, came from Hong Kong with my aunts and my uncles when I think he was um, got thirteen, fourteen. Okay. He's worked in a warehouse his whole entire life. Okay. Like literally since he came to America, he's had a laborious job. So seeing seeing him working graveyard, seeing him wake up at. At like two in the morning, or coming home at two in the morning. Yeah, I knew at, at a younger age, I was like, I, I can't do this. Like, yeah, the, you know, like my dad never vacationed. My dad never did anything for himself. It was only for the family. Yeah, you know, he worked his butt off for them, and I saw that. And we have my brother's the only one that graduated from college in my family, so I didn't have a lot of people saying, "Go to college." I didn't even know there was a road to college. To be honest with you, I mean, yeah. I had counselors, but really, it was um, start making money. Yeah. You know, start making money right out of high school. So. Um, my dad actually tried to get me a job at a warehouse working graveyard oh, in a freezer. Oh, shoot. Right? So, did you do it? No, no, I didn't actually. 
he came to me and said, you're going to make $25 an hour. How many kids your age are making $25 oh. an hour of benefits? And, and what year is this? God, this is 2002? 2002? 2002. 2002. And you passed that up. I passed that up. You know who it was? It was my mom. Your mom. Okay. My mom has always been the one to kind of push me towards what my passion was. You know, so I remember sitting there and, and contemplating, should I do this? It's a good opportunity. Okay. I was doing some college. You know, but it wasn't anything. I didn't have any direction. It was like, I'm just going through the motions. Like everyone does when they get out of high school, right? Yeah. You run into someone, hey, what are you doing right now? Oh, I'm going to college. Right? Yeah. But there's really no direction. You just, you don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. You want to say, I'm doing nothing. So you say, I'm going to college. So everybody enrolls in college to say, for the most part, to say they went to college. Yeah. So I was sitting there and my mom goes, well, have you ever thought about being a trainer? I said, I really want to be a trainer. And so it was your mom that kind of influenced you to go was, as yes. a trainer out. Yes. My mom was the one that influenced me. That's my dad was totally against it. Totally against it because there's nothing stable. There's, uh-huh. there's no, um, there's no insurance package. You know. Yeah. Uh, there's no, there's nothing left. If you're not working, you're not getting paid. Yeah. So for him, it was like out of the question. And my mom, I remember sitting in the living room, and my mom's like, "Do you want to do what your dad does for the rest of your life? Because once you get in, you're going to be in for for life. You're going to be stuck. Yeah. Because you're going to have a certain kind of living that you're used to, and you're never going to get out. Mm-hmm. While you're young, do what you want to do. And from there, I remember I was probably the next day I I. I I paid money out of my, I used to work at McDonald's and Wells Fargo. At Wait, the at the same time? Yeah, I did, at the same time. <laughs> so I worked Wells, nice. Far, I worked Wells hustling, Fargo, dude. and then I worked in the, in the Santa Mall um, um, at night, you know, so I was just working two jobs, and my yeah. dad was super proud, like, hey, you're working two jobs, good for you, son, like, that's the way it should be, yeah. we're, we, we are, we're hard workers no matter what, and um, so I used whatever money I had, and, and I paid for it. A certification. Okay. Right. Fast forward. Got the certification. Well, it was like the. Uh, I got AFA. AFA. Okay. AFA, AFA was AFA. the first certification. Yeah. Okay. And it was the first one that just popped up online. Got. Oh, it was just random. It was random. I, okay. I called Jim. So at the time it was Valley Total Fitness. It was um uh what was the other one um in twenty four really those were those yeah, were yeah, only yeah, two big like ones the two yeah. big ones yeah yeah, yeah I don't think sure. Alley Fitness was even like remotely on the map yet they were they were around but they weren't as big as they are now yeah I remember that yeah so for mm-hmm. me I called around. And I saw who was hiring, and of course, someone in Riverside's hiring. Yeah. I live in Almani. My friend at the time is going to UCR. So he's like, dude, if you wanna live with me, you know, move out to Riverside with me, get a job. So I transferred my Wells Fargo job from Almani to Riverside. Went to just, I just did it. I just said, I'm gonna do it. You know, what do you I have to do? Didn't like... think about it. Didn't think about it. I just said, I'm gonna do it because it's what I wanna do. Um, I went in in person and applied for the personal training job, and uh-huh. I was very fortunate enough to meet a manager that actually cared about his employees. Okay. So he hired me, no experience. I didn't really have an address, all right? Cause you know, you have to write down an address. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have an address, so I told him, uh, I live in Almonte. He's like, how are you gonna make the drive? I said, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And um, he kind of took me under his wing and, and kind of molded me into uh, the, the person I am today. So that was like your first That was like, my first mentor, mentor, my first, first mentor. And, and I mean, that guy looked out for everyone in that gym, but. I was fortunate enough to get into a gym in Riverside where everybody was a veteran trainer. Gotcha. Right. So what I tell younger trainers is I was fortunate enough to get into college, but for training because everybody there was a doctor. Yeah. yeah. Like a do- everyone had a doctorate. Yeah. Right. Every single trainer on that roster had 30, 30, 40 clients. They had houses in Riverside. They were oh, driving Beamers. Geez. And yeah. I was like, okay, wait, so you can, you can really make something make out of being money. a trainer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it motivated me a little bit more. Um, a lot of them I still talk to. A lot of them I still talk to. A lot of them are still training. They either have their own gym or they're doing something fitness related. Yeah. You know, so it was it was a good experience for me to really be thrown in the fire and just have to sink or swim. 
Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was awesome. That as I started training more and more, I was already thinking, okay, I, I, I can't do this for the rest of my life. As far as waking up at 5 a.m., even as a young, yeah. I was like, okay, there has, to be, there has to be something. So I wanted to be a manager because I saw, you know, my boss is getting bonuses. Yeah. He was out there still teaching, still training. So, you know, when you're at Valleys, you're able to make money through um, a salary and management okay. um, bonus that the club hits, and then you could be a trainer. So I was thinking, he was telling me, dude, would you ever thought about management? There's three ways to, to really make money. And I was like, oh my God, heck yes. Yeah. But I was such a young trainer and I was, I did a lot of stupid things when I was a young trainer. So things you're not supposed to do as a trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as um, client trainer relationships and, oh, and yeah, was, you know, dating girls at here. the gym, you know, <laughs> it wasn't the best look. So I didn't have the respect yeah. from the trainers there. So there's no way I could ever manage there because I was just a kid that came in that was well-spoken and can train. So yeah. I can't, I couldn't manage a team at that time. Yeah. Right. Probably too many hormones going on. <laughs> right yeah. On, I mean, dude, you're, you're, I was, what was I at the time? God, I think I was like 20, 22, 23. And anyone that's ever worked at a corporate gym, you're going to get hit on no matter what. Oh, it's, sure. ju- it's just one of those things, I'm especially sure. like back in the heyday, you know, the, when Ballas was, was doing well, yeah. we had so many members. It was just, it was ridiculous. It, it was, it was, it was fun. Oh, I'm sure yeah, it, was it was fun, fun. dude. I mean, you shout just, out to I mean, my wife. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're 21, 22. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're young, you're single, um, and uh, did, you're probably in freaking ridiculously good shape. Yes. Right. Yes, I was in. Yeah, I was in good shape. Um, I, I approached. I approached. His name's Anthony. I approached him. And I said, Anthony, how do I take it to the next level? And he straight told me, You're not ready. Like you're not ready. And it, well, I was kind of disappointed when I had the conversation with him. Um, he came back, you know, he followed up with me, called me, said, hey, let's go out to lunch. Took me to lunch and he said, there's a lot of things that you're not ready for, mm-hmm. right? And for me, any young kid, you're like, what you haven't thought, I seen? Thought you knew you know, it all, I right? thought I knew it all. Mm-hmm. So he told me, if you agree to do all my paperwork for at least a year, I'll see about getting you a job. A whole year? A whole year. Just doing paperwork? Just doing paperwork. So basically, I did all his work. Yeah. I ran that club for him, but he was the face of it. And he, this is before I even knew what sweat equity was, right? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know what sweat equity was. Like, yeah. what's, you know, what not, is sweat equity for those? Like, right. So sweat equity is if you don't have money to invest in something, uh-huh. you have your time to invest in something. So That's true. especially a lot, a lot of young kids, I tell them now, if you're younger, right, and you're not bringing something to the table, whether it's, uh, it's money, you, your time, yeah. you have time. And he's the first one to explain that to me. We always have a value we can provide for someone else, always. right? It doesn't matter who you are. You have yeah. something to contribute. Yeah. So for me, I was like, I'm not getting paid for this. So which means, so my, my, my schedule would be, I'd wake up in the morning. I would train from 10 to about 5 p.m. Okay. Take a little break. Then I'll trade from 7 to, I think, 11 p.m. And then I would stay till about 1 a.m. doing his paperwork. Dang. Doing all his groundwork. I mean, literally. So at that time, that gym had 42 trainers. So I had to keep profiles for all 42 I had to keep track of all their sessions. I had to go ahead. Now let me ask you: <laughs> Were you getting paid to do the paperwork? Nothing. 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 So you passed up a job at uh, early on for making twenty five dollars an hour, which is it's still good right now. Yes. Back then, guarantee, and then overtime was double. And my dad explained that to me. Overtime was double. <laughs> yeah. So you 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 pass that up, mm-hmm. but you're willing to do this paperwork mm-hmm. on your own time for free. On my own time for free. What is the difference? I actually wanted to be, I wanted to excel in the fitness business. I never, no one, I mean, for the most part, it, what my dad does is, is very honorable because he takes care of his family. Gotcha. Right. So anyone that has 
a, a union job, right? An yeah. office job. You're you're a law enforcement. That was I couldn't see myself doing any of that just because I loved the hustle of meeting people, talking to people, interacting, changing people's lives. And the first taste I had of that was with the client. Yeah. So fast forward, my manager at the time, Anthony, he was helping some of these trainers make six figures. And at the time, it's like, wow, you're a trainer making one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Like, how is that even possible? I, I I couldn't comprehend it. Yeah. So I wanted to learn from him in order to do that. So I said, I will sacrifice the time, you know, and. You're 23, 24, you're trying to go out every weekend. Oh, for sure. Uh, and they're, they're, yeah, yeah. And, and so people are calling me like, dude, where are you at? I'm still at the gym, right? I'm, I'm there when the ladies are cleaning. I'm still there in that office doing paperwork. Yeah. And there's a lot of times where I'm like, ah, is this worth it? Yeah. This is so stupid. And then people are like, he's taking, he's taking advantage of you. Why are you going to let him do this to you? You're a sucker. Yeah. But I could always see the bigger picture. And the thing that I stuck around the most was I trusted him. Yeah. He had my trust from the moment I met him. Because he looked out for me. So yeah. I knew in my heart, this guy is not going to steer me wrong. He's yeah. not the kind of guy to just take advantage of me. There's, he sees a bigger picture for me. Yeah. Right? So I did that for uh, less than a year, actually. I did it for about six, seven months. And then what happened? An opportunity came up. Yeah. Right? Rancho Cucamonga, that's now the LA Fitness here, was yeah. Bally's and it was grand opening. Um, there was a guy there that was killing it. He was a fitness manager. and He was just killing it. And that was a gym you wanted to be at. Um, he had something happen in his life. Unfortunately, he, he, he lost a child and uh, there was a vacancy for that. Everybody applied, but I'm the one that got it because I had done all the paperwork. Mm-hmm. I knew how to do payroll. Mm-hmm. I knew how to take care of clients uh, um, as far as their client, their, their client retention. So it was an easy transition in there for me. Yeah. If I would have passed on doing all that paperwork, I would have never had that job. Oh, for sure. Right. So yeah, the yeah. sweat equity came back tenfold because now not only my salary, but um, the manager of one of the biggest gyms in Southern California. Yeah. Right? One of the biggest grossing gyms in Southern California. That is crazy. So at that time, that club was pushing out ninety dollars to $100,000 in personal training. And uh, anyone that's been in the fitness industry, whether 24 Alley Fitness, we all have quotas depending on the size of your gym. Um, our gym with the standard was 90000 to hundred. right? If you didn't hit that they replaced you right away. No way. Yeah, it, it was like, so you become very good at sales. You oh, become sure. very good at talking fitness. Uh, you become good at a lot of things. Yeah. Right, so for me, transitioning, no experience into that gym was harder, I think, because it was already floating. Yeah. So I'm only going to either mess it up or I'm going to do better. Yeah. So the pressure was just like, it was crazy for me. You know, 23, 24. Um, by that time, I was already dating my wife. And um, I told her, I have to move to Rancho. Like, so I, again, broke my lease in Riverside. Yeah. Because it gave me the opportunity, found some piece of crap apartment in Rancho, and I just, just started. I mean, yeah. just started from there. And that's kind of where I learned how to, how to manage a team, you know, how to uh, interact with different personalities. Because everybody's driven by something. Yeah. Right? So I always tell people the same way your clients, right? So if I was a client coming in and I had a trainer... I was driven because I was overweight. Yeah, you know, and I would see these guys that would get that would get girls, or they would get you know recognized because they were in shape, and that was my driving force. Yeah. So a lot of these trainers, it wasn't necessarily monetary. They weren't like I'm trying to make this much money. A lot of trainers that I that I came across were legitimately just loving changing people's lives, right? So so it was a good experience to go from someone that just cared about the money and the sales part. Yeah. To have someone on the other end of the spectrum that really cared about the clients and and the their goals. Yeah. So it was a, it was a good lesson for me at that time. 
That's crazy. So it wasn't just the money. I mean, it was literally being of service to people. Of course. And that was like uh, their their payment, or, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The, the money was just like the cherry on top. Yeah, the money was the cherry on top. But of course, we all have bills. We all need to get oh, paid. For sure. So I always tell people, you have to work, you know, what your worth is. Oh. So, you know, I'd have conversations with those trainers about how to actually present training or you can't be doing all this training for free. Some yeah. trainers would be like, hey, I'm going to sign you up and give you like five free sessions. Because they were afraid of saying they were afraid of people oh, saying, saying no. no. Yeah. So they would devalue the program and they just give a bunch of sessions or say, I'll train you, I'll train you for free. So like someone that bought a month of training, now they have two months and one month they're doing it for free. Yeah. Because you're gonna get fed up with that and now it's a different conversation because now you have to pull those sessions away. Mm-hmm. And I had to deal a lot I had to deal with a lot of that. So so let me ask you this. So uh, when you're at Bally's and you're, you're, you have your team, right? Yes. And you have to help them grow, right? Their business as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were some of the marketing strategies that you had? Because this is, this is pre-Facebook, pre-Instagram, like pre-social media, hey, really. Hey, hey, there, was, uh, there was a MySpace. Oh, MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't, don't date me too much. No, there, there was a MySpace, and, and you're right. Um, uh, Bally's did a lot of it for us. Okay. As far. So back in the day, we invested a lot of money into training as far as the development of trainers. And then you figure a gym that was that big, we had maybe thousands of people that came in every day. Mm-hmm. So it was more of taking those people that were afraid to go up to people on machines and, and introduce themselves. And again, I would tell them, you have to give them something before they can trust you. Yeah. So you can't go up to someone on a treadmill and say, hey, I'm gonna change your life, it's $2,000 and expect them to pay. Yeah. Right. So how to, how to really, really preach the fact that you have to give something in order to get something. Right, so maybe pull them off and show them your value by doing a quick workout, sitting okay. down, doing a consultation, just finding out why they're in the gym in the first place. Yeah. Then schedule them. Right. Everyone thinks uh, um, quantity. I'm just going to go out there and talk to everybody. But if you find one person that's kind of interested, they're more likely to buy than 20 girls that are on the treadmill that are like, I can't even afford it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So, so it's, it's a different strategy that I had to teach a lot of these people. And at yeah. the time, I didn't even know I was doing it. Yeah. Right now with, with, with motivational speakers and stuff like that, I'm like, oh God, I was always doing this. Yeah. Like this is stuff that I was doing already before yeah, I yeah. even knew. And so I feel like a lot of it to people come naturally, but now people are putting a, a, a name to it, right? Sweat equity yeah. or, or, or things like show value or people are reading books about that stuff. So it's easier for them to be like, oh, I should have been doing this the whole time. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're passionate about what you do, you're going to give those things without even knowing it. Yeah. You know, so... I remember so one of my mentors that told me before, it's like uh, you got to treat people uh, like a bank in a way where you're depositing value all the time, right? And then eventually you can 100% withdraw. 100%. Right? Yeah, 100%. So that's the same thing with the gym, huh? It's a, it's a, well, it's the same thing with anything you do when yeah. you're an entrepreneur. Um, you know, uh, a lot of the trainers I, t- I had talked to, they, they became like my friends and my family and and if I saw them struggle, I would go out there with them and, and really sit down. And it was never a thing like, just go get more clients. Yeah. Right? I never give anyone that, just go do this. Yeah. I give them a direction on how to do it. Gotcha. Right? So if I had a client, she's like, I just get... One of my favorite lines I tell clients is, you're never going to change your job, right? So, so you're in real estate, right? How long have uh-huh. you been in real estate for? Uh, it's my second year. Your second year. You're probably going to do this for what? Another, who knows? Open your own real estate agency, yeah. so on and so forth. So you're always going to be hustling. So yep. what I tell people is, we have to find out how we can fit fitness into your normally daily activities yeah right so if i have a client that's a nurse and she's like well i'm gonna wake up at this time and do it you haven't done it now why are you gonna change yeah you know so let's find gaps and where you can do it let's find things we can change and then from there fitness will become part of just your daily routine yeah so with some of these trainers they would just go out and attack the floor right gold papers and try to present prices i'm like listen relax 
pull people that you feel you can give value to, whether yeah. someone needs to lose weight or you know you see someone doing something wrong. Instead of getting everybody, pick one or two people that you can sit with a while and really add value, and I guarantee you, your, your return will be better. And sure enough, it, it worked, I would probably say 90% of the time. 90% of the time, if you give something to them value-wise on what they're trying to do, they're, they're more inclined to, to pay for it. Yeah, for, for sure. So uh-huh. it's like pre-qualifying. Right, right. It's, it's, it's like I always tell people, say they got the club, he's going to go and he's going to talk to every single girl, <laughs> right, down the bar. He's going to get a couple of yeses, yeah. right? But if you see, but I, I'm going to say they're probably, they're probably fives, yeah. sixes. I'm probably going to get a lot of stuff for this, right? Oh, man. But, but if yeah. you take your time and you see one girl that you think is just completely gorgeous, and you take time, you buy her a drink, you talk to her, right? That one girl that you take out is worth all those girls that you just, that you just, yeah. we're trying to hit on. And that's kind of like how I, how I've always run my businesses. Yeah. I don't ever lower my prices. I don't ever give discounts. I don't do that because I know there's someone out there that will appreciate my value mm-hmm. and pay my, what I'm worth. So yeah. I'm not here training 26 clients in one day. I don't need to because yeah. you're probably charging them 20 bucks a session, Yeah. right? I'm charging 70 to $80 a session. Yeah. So if you could train five people and I'll train one, and, and it's, it's the quality of oh, it than it's sure. the quantity. And you have more time to go do other you have things, more time right? To do things like this, I'll yeah. open a business. So yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, <laughs> man. So and that's crazy because I know the industry is it's it's tough. I mean, the, tough. the fitness industry, just like mm-hmm. the real estate industry, people are always trying to give discounts and stuff like that, and yeah. try to take your clients and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, what kind of value do you do you bring to your clients so that way they do pay like a premium price? Like, what like what are some of the things that you do for them? So the the biggest I guess value is I actually hear them out. Gotcha. Right? If you come into a consultation with me, you're you're not gonna have this twenty minute blast of a workout where I leave you sore and crying and and you're limping out of the gym. Which a lot of new trainers they don't know how to add value, so they think I'm just gonna kill you. Yeah. And you're gonna see how great I am at killing you, and you're gonna wanna pay me. Does the complete opposite. Yeah. Right, you gotta understand coming into a gym that's out of shape, walking into that is the first step. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're already intimidated. Yep. Now you're meeting with this guy or this girl that's super fit, more than likely good looking. Yeah. And you're already intimidated even more. So yeah. now you're having this person just make you sweat and you can't do anything, you're leaving there defeated. Yeah. My goal when we do a consultation is make sure you leave with a plan. Right? So the first initial consultation we always have is finding out why. Right. I just did a seminar. Um, for like 15, 16 trainers and mentorship, me and another trainer um, out of the Rancho Gym, uh, Dion, we, we've been talking about doing a mentorship program for these trainers for free. Mm-hmm. Just give, give them value, you know, understand like the process of how to have these hiring clients. So when you come in and you find out their why, whether, you know, I'll give you an example. There's a girl I had and she was telling me, I want to, whenever someone gives me a specific number, I'm always kind of, where'd you get that number from? So she goes, I want to lose 30 pounds. And I was like, okay, yeah, where, where do the 30 pounds come from? Yeah. And why is that so stuck in your head? You know, we did the consultation. She told me about her job. She told me that no one supported her. She, her husband didn't know she was there. Um, she feels intimacy with her husband's not there because she just feels so disgusted with herself. Yeah. And when she was 30 pounds lighter is when they first met. And that's, gotcha. that's when she felt she was bringing more to the table in the relationship. So once I found that out, it, it, it was just easy because I had the plan. I said, you're coming in this day. This is your nutrition. This is where we start. And so I always tell people when you sell training, you're selling kind of like a hope and dream, right? Yeah. So if I go buy a Mercedes, the Mercedes, I'm leaving in that thing. I'm driving in it. Smell the leather. It's instant gratification. Yeah. Not only that, you look on the side of the window and it says, it comes with power steering, power windows. Well, yeah, it's supposed to, right? Yeah, so yeah. It's, But it's a list of things. So when I have a client, 
I list what I'm doing. In body, nutrition, 24 hour access to me. You know, I'm gonna progress you from A to B. It's gonna take this long. This is where you're at. This is where you need to be. Every month we're gonna do these check-ins. Like everything I'm gonna do for them, yeah. it's listed. So if, even if you say no, I give them the sheet and I said, put this on your fridge or keep this somewhere. Because if you ever wanna know how to get in shape, here's your plan. Yeah. They just don't know how to execute it. Yeah. So I would say, God, 90% of the time they say yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've never had anyone, I never had anyone say I want a discount because of the fact that I would say, you know what, if you can't afford this, there's always boot camps. Yeah. There's always boot camps. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with boot camps. Yeah. But what I tend to find is people have been doing boot camps their whole life. Yeah. And when you do a boot camp, even though it is extra extra activity, you're just chasing a caloric burn. Yeah. Right? So, oh, I burned 600 calories today, but you're not really building any muscle. You don't know how to build muscle. So what yeah. I tell people, the foundation of that is learning how to build muscle so your metabolism is just firing off and you don't have to do all that extra cardio. Yeah. You actually are eating more food than you were before. Yeah. And I think that's what Instagram and society, people are like, oh, I'm on this 900 calorie diet. And I'm like, oh my God. Why are you doing this? Oh my God. I think the majority of the people that, that, <laughs> that come to me that want to lose weight, they're actually coming to me from a place where they're calorie deficient. Yeah. They're 800 calories. And now your body's just completely stalled. Yeah. So we need to get you back going in some real hard activity as far as like building muscle. So like weight training, um, those kind of things, not running. Yeah. You know, none of that stuff. We're, we're, we're really building from the floor up. Not to go off the limb on uh, entrepreneurship, but I, I, I did want to ask you some diet questions because uh, obviously the whole Instagram thing, everyone's uh, um, have these fab diets and stuff like that. Like the uh, the big one is the whole intermittent fasting and right. stuff like that. Uh -huh. Like, I don't know. I I'm, For me personally, it's not something that I think think is like attainable for a long period of time mm -hmm. uh, maybe it is for some people um i mean I, I i don't know how you feel about like intermittent fasting or what kind of dieting you you know what um even with and again um i don't want to speak too much on it if I, I don't really know a lot on it i've done it once or twice and i've done it just because i want to be able to speak to clients that have done it you know my experience with it um there's a guy same guy dion he he, he loves it he lives yeah. off of it and for him, it's helped him. I think the whole concept of that is to not be dependent on eating every so often and having your blood sugar go like this. Gotcha. Right? So, so where you start to put on weight is if you have a burger, fries, or whatever you eat, your blood sugar drop comes up and then it drops. Yeah. So with intermediate fasting, you kind of keep a steady bloodstream the whole entire time. Right? Gotcha. So, so that the sugar in your blood isn't going all crazy. You're not going highs and lows and crashes. Right? So some people eat lunch and then they're just, I'm so tired. Oh, they're crashing. Yeah. yeah. So then they rely on caffeine where intermittent fasting is kind of a steady stream. Mm. You're still eating the same amount of calories, and that's the thing is, there's a lot of ways to it, right? So if your calories are 2,000 calories, you can either A, break it up to seven different meals, break it up to three different meals, or fast, and then have it over that window that's open. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. all comes down to the same thing, Yeah. right? It's just what is better for you and your lifestyle. Gotcha. So for someone like the trainer Dion, for him, that's better for him. For, for myself and some of the clients, it's easier for me to have it every couple hours because I don't binge. Yeah. Right? So for some people, they don't have that luxury nurse I have. So we have bigger meals throughout the day. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But it still all adds up to... Same calories, same right? calories. And the macros and the everything. The macros right? and everything are the same. Gotcha. So there's no like magic pill. There's no like, I did keto, right? Oh, yeah. I did intermittent fasting. I did uh, what they call a bro diet where I eat this What's much. That? Uh, bro diet is like chicken, rice, chicken, vegetables, oh. seven, seven meals. And, and does it work? hundred percent. Yeah. But there's other ways to do it. And then there's, um, uh, what is it? I'm going to mess it up. If it fits in your macros. Are you if familiar it with that? It's no, an no, no, no. I F, F something. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to mess it up. 
What that does is if you have 2,000 calories, uh-huh. you can eat whatever you want as long as you stay within that range. So I eat a third of a, of, a, of a burger, six fries, have a little ice cream, then you can eat something healthy, so like chicken, rice, vegetables, right? The macros have to be the same, but it, it gives you more um, leeway to what you want to do with your diet. Yeah. But what I tend to find is if I give a client that, Oh, they're gonna bitch. Oh, for I'm sure. I'm not getting an In-N-Out burger yeah. cutting it in half. It's just it's yeah. not gonna happen. You can eat the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm gonna eat the whole like, thing, right? No. Uh-huh. What the hell? I'm gonna throw this freaking burger. Yeah. Pay for it, man. So what I you tell know? people is like, when it comes to your diet, when it comes to your workout, when it comes to whatever you're doing, you yeah. just have to make sure it's something that um, is sustainable for you and your lifestyle. Yeah. And that's what I preach more than anything. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this intermittent fasting. I tried Try it. it. I tried it. Try I tried it. it for like a week or two, but uh-huh. my head was just like hurting. And then I'm just like, you know what? Well, it's the same thing as if you do keto, right? Yeah. Two different energy sources. So people yeah. that take the carbs away, they're like, I have headaches. And they call it the keto flu because your body is adjusting. Yeah, it's fat. adjusting to it, yeah. So anything you do, do for two weeks, though. Uh, okay. Don't do it three days and be like, it sucks, right? I tell no. people, how long have you been doing this for? Two weeks? Okay, that's I did about results. like a week and a half. And then I'll just, well, I'm so used to like the, like the, the small meals. Right. And it's for me, it works. If it works. I'm just like, yeah, I wake up, eat, cool, go to the gym, mm-hmm. eat again, boom. And but it's just all like, it's already um, weighed out for me. Like I know exactly how much I'm gonna eat, when I'm gonna eat it. Exactly. My body's just kind of like robotic. And I it's guess. conducive to what your schedule is. So, yeah. So keep it. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just probably. Keep if there was a magic pill, man, I would be rich already. Yeah, for sure. If there right? was some kind of magic diet, yeah. I would have figured it out, and I would have capitalized on it, and I would. Be sitting here talking to you from my mansion, but right. <laughs> so there is no magic. Pill. No, there is no, no magic, magic pill. diet. Um, just like entrepreneurship, right? Just exactly. like entrepreneurship and so that. Like you're coming in from the fitness world uh, when you grew up, mm-hmm. and uh, now now you're going into uh, ownership. Yes. What made you like? What was the shift you think of like you becoming a a manager or a trainer manager and now owner? I think that the biggest shift happened for me um, after I left uh, Bally's. We, we had gotten bought out by Alley Fitness. And Alley Fitness's model is they just want sales. So there yeah. was no more, we value your training, we value this. It's pretty much what could you do to sell? Yeah. And I just couldn't bring myself to do that because yeah. I was selling packages to people that they didn't need or, or, or putting them in this ridiculous debt. Yeah. And so they're locked in. So like a twenty, I I don't know if it's still the case, but I know at the time my LA Fitness membership or uh, personal training was paid over a year. So we had you locked in for payments for a year, and there's no canceling it. Yeah. So even if you did it in the beginning, and you're like, oh, I'm not feeling it, or I don't like my trainer, it's too bad you're stuck in. And that wasn't the way I did business. Yeah. And I kind of traced, stayed true to myself, and I had a good clientele base. So I moved to a private facility um, where where I did a lot of training, and I think from there it kind of I kind of saw this this shift in how I wanted to run my business. Um, how people are making money off of fitness and, and how yeah. I can capitalize on it, right? So the place I was at prior to coming to um, Self Made was was a pri- personal training studio. Okay. And and what we did there is we brought our own clients in. Um, it wasn't a rent based. The owner took a percentage of everything that we brought in, but at the same time, I didn't have to worry about a rent just transferring over. So for me, it was like, okay, this is cool. I could go on my own pace and go comfortably. But luckily for me, I had I had a name in the industry, yeah, a name in the area. So a lot of people came with me. The shift happened, I kid you not, we were sitting there having a one-on-one, or actually we were doing a group, uh, we were doing a, uh, she was doing a meeting, uh-huh. and she opens, her, she opens her, her laptop, Yeah. and she goes, this is how many clients I need you to service so I don't have to work. <laughs> oh, really? Right, because she was, she was yeah. making money off, off the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, talking to clients, every client that I have is pretty much an entrepreneur, and they yeah. would tell me at the time, dude, you're, you're not going to grow here, because she's always going to be on top. Yeah. If I make hundred thousand dollars, 
she's making portions of that. Yeah. Right. And then it became kind of like a micromanaging thing where she was really like, Hey, I need this money because it benefited her if I brought all these deals in. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. So when she sat there and all of us were sitting there and she's like, I need you guys to maintain 25 clients so I don't have to come to work. And I was like, wow, she's right. Right. We're doing all the work yeah. for her. Yeah. Right. And there was nothing, there was nothing special about her. Granted, she ran a great facility. I love that gym. Yeah. That gym was awesome. The people there were awesome. I learned a lot from her, but there was nothing out of the ordinary. Where I was like, why can't I do this? Yeah. Right. But I knew the approach she was taking was, was, was a bad approach. Yeah. Because anybody that's good at anything at some point or another are going to do their own thing. Yeah. For and sure. you have to realize that. For sure. Right. There's two ways you, you can take that. You can take that to heart and try to sabotage them or you can help them grow. Yeah. I'm in the place where I like to help people grow because what happens when they become successful, we're still a partnership. Oh, for sure. So they're going to introduce me to other people. I'm going to introduce them to other people. And, it, and it's just one of those things where I've learned to be successful by helping other people do well. Mm-hmm. So like even some of the trainers now that I talk to that I've hired, they're like, man, you're going to kill it. I said, no, we're going to kill it. Yeah. Right. So it's always we. Because if you do well, yeah, I'm do. okay. Yeah. So I'm not worried about myself, right? So I'm not no. worried about having a Lambo. I'm not worried about any of this. When I find out what your goal is, I'm worried about you getting to your goal and how can I help you get there? Because if you're there, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine. I'm taken care of. Yeah. And that's what wasn't happening at the other gym. So the whole shift was, and it's funny because I was actually approached to open a self-made when they first started. When oh, they okay. first, first started, right? Uh, my friend had sat down with Miguel, which is the, the CEO of the yeah, whole entire Miguel, company. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he, he approached me with it. He's like, dude, there's, there's this awesome opportunity. This guy's over the gym, he franchised them. And at the time, I was just too naive and too cocky. It's like, okay, yeah. that gym's not going to work. You know, I've seen it all. I've done it all. And so, like, that experience at Valley's kind of hindered me a little bit because I felt like I've done it all. I felt like I've seen it all. And I wasn't open to change. Yeah. At the time, I really wasn't open. I was like, oh, boot camp. You know, I was the one bad-mouthing CrossFit. I was the yeah. one bad-mouthing boot camps because yeah. my way was proven. And I've worked with some of the best in the industry that was this boot camp. You know, what are they going to do that I haven't done differently? And it took me going and failing and seeing clients go to Orange Theory. Yeah. Clients go to these other places and be like, man, okay, I need to really expand my way of thinking. And so... The industry was changing, The industry right? was changing. And, and, and it's sad, but that, that's kind of like the direction that gym that I was at was she has, she still does, has awesome trainers there. But all of our eyes are open now, mm-hmm. right? We, we see what's out there. We see the possibility. We see that, okay, I could pay a flat rate and then pocket all the money for myself. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about taking off the top. I don't have to worry about like getting micromanaged. And um, that was the first shift that I had that I was like, okay, I know, let me, let me, let me re-entertain self-made. Yeah. And by that time, literally, dude, I called Miguel on my cell phone. I, I figured out where his number was. I yeah. messaged a bunch of people. He answered. Miguel <laughs> he answered. answered. Yeah, he answered. Cool. And, and we had a brief conversation. And it's funny because we all know each other yeah. from the fitness industry. Yeah. So there's another guy, Dean. He's a CFO of the company, and he used to work at 24-Hour Fitness. He knew of me yeah. because we were killing it at the Rancho Gym. Yeah. I knew of him because he was killing it at 24-Hour Fitness. You know, the one down the street right here? Uh, his was in Corona, I believe. Oh, Corona. Corona, okay. yeah. Okay. So we're all connected. So we all knew each other. Yeah. So Mikael's like, let's for sure sit down and talk. And, that, and that's kind of like the first step I took was I'm good at training. I'm good at getting clientele, but I feel like I'm better at helping people reach your goals in the fitness industry developing I'm, others right? I'm better at helping them develop yeah you know because when I was at Bally's I worked with with guys that are like CEOs of the company yeah right Curtis Harmon if, if 
you don't know that name, then you probably weren't in the fitness industry. He owns all the the crunch fitnesses in Southern mm-hmm. California, right? He was the he was the CEO of Twenty Four Hour Fitness. Yeah, he left Twenty Four Hour Fitness to come to Valleys, and he couldn't start right away as a CEO, so they put him as a district manager in my area. So I would sit with this guy, yeah. literally a CEO of a company that's run everything, and we would just talk business. Yeah. I mean, where, what other place could you could you do that, right? It's so, like education right there, you know what people. I mean? Instead of like going to like a, a school and getting a business degree, exactly. right there. I had my, de- had my degree in, in business right there. Yeah. I mean, this guy taught me a lot about how the industry is going, the direction it's going. He was even trying to talk me out of, of being a fitness manager. He's like, you don't need to be a fitness manager. You're a slave here. And I was oh, like, wow. dude, you're, you're my boss. You're telling me yeah. to quit. Like, you know, he was like, I see. And it, it was people like that. They're like, I see a lot of potential in you. Yeah. And I just was, I was just too afraid to take the leap at yeah. the time, you know? So I tell like a lot of these guys that are younger, I'm like, man, make mistakes and do it now while you're young. Exactly. You know, I was fortunate enough to where I never bought anything too lavish, right? I, yeah. I had the same car that I've had since high school. Right now? I just got rid of it. Oh, I was about to say I right just, now. No, look at you, I just got <laughs> rid of it. to go car shopping, man. So that's like, <laughs> <laughs> but so think about that, right? I had like 20 years of no car payment. Yeah. 20 years of no car payment. All that money went into my account. Yeah. Right? I, 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 uh, Never bought. I was close to buying an Escalade. Didn't buy it. So all this money that I saved, it all came to a head. You know, my wife and I, I talked her out of buying a Beamer at the time to buy a Mazda because the payments were low. We could pay it off in two years. That was yeah. my mindset was like, there's going to be a time when we're going to need this money. And, and we were saving for the house, of course, and stuff like that. But all that led up to us opening another business, right? We were able to open a trailer business with, with her family. Okay. We were able to invest in buying trailers and having residual income just come in every month for us you a know trailer business. the trailer business sounds, uh, sounds interesting right it but does yeah. yeah tell me a little bit about so, that so business. real quick the trailer business is we buy these trailers at wholesale okay. um my in-laws have a company um love the camp.com plug that in if okay. anyone wants to uh uh rent a trailer so we go to pismo beach we go all over paso robles and you rent a trailer and it's like staying at a like a hotel right uh-huh. we we actually buy them we rent them out to people we keep them for about two or three years then we sell them for top dollar pretty much more or the same that we that we uh, paid for because we got them a wholesale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're flipping trailers. We're getting income from people that are renting our trailers out every week. And yeah. I mean, during the summer, we were getting like $1,500 checks. Wow. Right? And we were just, that money went to a certain account. So when the opportunity came to have, to open a self-made, I had the money. Yeah, you had the funds to capitalize. I had the funds to capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. And like I tell these kids that are like driving Beamers or, or, or doing these things, I'm like, listen, man, you have to kind of rewind what you're doing yeah. Right? And think about the future. If you're telling me you want to be a trainer and you want to open your own business, you're going to need that capital, right? You don't need that yeah. debt right now. Save your money. You know, it's hard to tell someone that's already there. But I had to take a step back. Because when I was at Bally's, I was probably making 120 130 a year. Uh-huh. And I was 24. Oh, dude, that's good. You know what I mean? I yeah, mean exactly, right? But my dad always taught me, it's not how much you make, it's how much you save. Yeah. Right, so he would always be like, "I don't care how much you make, it's how much you save." These guys are making X amount of money, but they're probably spending this much money. So I, yeah, I, I took that to heart. Uh, he, what, what's that phrase? Uh, keeping up with the Joneses. Or keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, we, we all do it. We all do yeah. it, and I do it to some extent, right? I'll go out and buy a couple hundred dollar pair of shoes, but it's nothing that's gonna break the bank. Yeah, is you that know? your thing? Shoes. I love shoes. <laughs> I love shoes. I love. Sho- but you know why I love shoes? Because when we were younger, you know, there's three kids, one single, one single income. We used to go to Big Five to buy shoes. So I knew nothing over 40 bucks was I was able to buy. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. my life was New Balances. 
New yeah. Balances and Fila, Fila and, and, yeah. and LA Gears. Remember, yeah. like, there's oh, like, yeah. you know, so for, sure, for me, for it was sure. like, this is what I was used to. Yeah. So the first time I was like, dude, I could buy these Jordans. I could buy these, these, you know, these Yeezys or whatever yeah. it is. It was, it was a little bit of like, I made it without going, I'm going to buy a, a Mercedes. I'm going to buy an S-Class Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. That was my little way of just kind of like. I don't know, reward myself. <laughs> well, I, I know you're not into like, uh, well, I mean, I'm sure you are, but like eventually you'll get yourself your dream car. What is your dream car? Oh, man, I'm not a car person. No? No, I don't know anything about cars. I don't know anything about engines. But if I had to say only because I had a client that let me drive his as an R8. Dude, same thing. Right? So I had same a client and, and all my clients have these nice cars. I yeah. mean, they have like R8s, they have these S-Class Mercedes. And I've never been a car person. I don't know why. I get crap for it all the time because yeah. I've driven nothing but four cylinders. So the first yeah. time I was in a six cylinder car, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. for me, it'd probably be an R8. I mean, Holy Grail would be a Lambo. But even then, I don't see my, even if I could afford it, I don't see myself buying it. Yeah. Just because I'd rather buy property. I'd rather invest in another franchise. I'd rather, I'd rather do something. Like, I don't need that to be happy. And I think when I came to that realization that these material things that people buy, these material things that, that people work so hard to get yeah only handcuffs you exactly right take care of yourself you know what i mean buy a nice house buy a nice car but it should be i should be making triple than what the car costs oh for sure right so my wife was always my wife now she's always big on that like you know we don't need this you know we recently bought her um a mercedes okay and that's just because she works so hard yeah you know and and she she was on board with me the whole time. She sacrificed as much as I sacrificed. Yeah. She was the one that talked me out of quitting training a lot of times. There's a lot of times, man. There was a, um, I actually got hired to do, um, the, to be like a firefighter okay. up in Big Bear. So I'd go every weekend because my father-in-law's a firefighter and it was one of those things that it was, it was just the easy way out. Yeah. You know, oh, okay, you get in, you make a good salary, you know, you respect because you're a firefighter and I got in and I was like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like it just so wasn't. So you were actually in? I was in. They oh, hired me. Shoot. Yeah, they hired me. So yeah, you stepped was... out of the training business for a little bit. Not even. I was still. I... You were still training? Bro, I always <laughs> train. I always, I, see, and that's the thing. When you're an entrepreneur, I can do whatever I want and I always yeah. come back to training. That's true. Right? If there's Very always true. a demand for it, then I can do it. Yeah. So I was doing the classes on the weekend, driving to Vic, Victor Valley, driving to Big Bear, coming back, doing client diets. I've always been like that, though. Like, yeah. The more on my plate, I feel like I thrive better with the more yeah, I have. More. Yeah. Right? So even like this business, my wife's pregnant. I tore my Achilles. Yeah. I'm looking at property. I'm training clients with right out of surgery, three days out of surgery. Yeah. I'm at the gym. Yeah. And people are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry for me. Yeah. I'm going to learn from this. It's going to yeah. make me stronger. Somewhere down the line, I'm going to be able to be like, okay, I learned and I did. I've learned how to really, really manage my time better. Yeah. Because I can't move very fast. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. So creative, right? I, you get very you get creative. creative. I got yeah. very creative on, on how to train my clients. Um, how to drive a car again with, with one foot, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And so I don't ever let anything like bring me down as far as, oh man, you tore your Achilles. Dude. It changes your whole life. Yeah, I'm sure right? I went from lifting every day, squatting, deadlifting, to now I'm hobbling around the gym. Yeah. And that mental stress was just the hardest. If it wasn't really for my wife, God, I, I, I mean, there's bouts time where I was depressed. I was just sitting on the couch, like looking at people lifting and I'm like, I'm never going to be yeah right and she was like we got so much to be grateful for yeah we have a baby on the way we have a business and that was like what kind of motivated me going to the gym working with other colleagues like at south bay rancho i mean it's the best environment for me yeah. to be in even like you know they joke and everyone jokes and i'm fine with that because i know yeah, you, you i've know? seen that I've seen i would that make before. fun of, i would make fun of me too but he didn't choose though yeah yeah <laughs> but i know they're coming from such a great place you know and i like that make make light of it you know i'm not like the kind to be like 
God, I'm so sorry. I actually hate when people do that. People yeah. do it to me at Ali Fitness, and I, I, I get angry. I'm like, yeah. don't be the victim. Yeah, Stop. Yeah. I'm not a yeah. victim. You know, I could still drive. I can still do things. I can still move around. I'm yeah. gonna make it happen. You're so, like, so I mean, getting back to that, yeah. So I got that job, and my wife's like, so what do you want to do? Like, what do you really want to do? And I was like, oh, but it's easy. It's easy money for us. Yeah. You know, we're in. And she's but you don't want to do it. I said, I don't. I just, I just didn't. I didn't see myself doing it. So I turned it down and continued training. And that's when I decided to reach out to Miguel and do the whole self-made thing. And even that was a process. I reached out to him in February last year. Okay. And we're barely now signed on the lease like last, last month. Yeah. I mean, I heard so many no's from, from um, um, offices that we looked at and, and real estate. That, you, you, I mean, you, I don't know if you yeah. do commercial real estate or... No, I haven't done oh commercial yet. Oh, my God, yeah. commercial real estate. It's a different beast. Oh, different beats not only that but the cities are like gangsters oh i'm sure like, you gotta pay them they they, they want you know <laughs> tax huh? oh taxes and this and oh we can't do that but if you if you spot if you get a sponsor you know maybe we can push you in i'm like oh, sponsor yeah i know what a sponsor is now it's basically funding someone's campaign oh, whatever they're doing and then they're oh yeah i know this guy and push him in oh it's, it's, it's all political huh very, like politics very, yeah. you know that's crazy very, yeah and so i mean i was dealing with a lot of stuff at the time but it's all made me stronger. It's all, I'm more appreciative of where I am now because I, I made it through all that. Yeah. You know, I'm still dealing with the Achilles now, but for me, the first time I was able to walk in a boot, I was like, Oh my God, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I appreciate it now. Yeah. I appreciate all, all the, all that I've been through because now I'm like, okay, I can see the light. Yeah. I can see the light on the end of the tunnel. I'm about to be there. Just keep on putting my head down and grinding. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that, cause I mean, we're both first generation, but do you think that like, um, it, it's like that, immigrant hustle mindset that is like hey i don't care where i'm at i don't care what my situation is i gotta work and grind to get to where i'm gonna be at so do you feel um, like- i'm gonna say yes and no yes because i've seen my dad hustle so you know like they say you can't really tell your kids what to do but if you show them by doing it mm-hmm. then that's how they learn so i've seen my dad go to work after a car accident yeah i can't miss work my dad never misses work so for the first Christmases that I remember, my dad always worked. Yeah. He worked Christmas. He worked Thanksgiving. Um, when I played sports, he never went to any of my games. He never did that. And I was so mad. I didn't understand why. It was time and a half. So all my dad saw was, oh, money, money. I'm I got to take, take, take care of my family. You know, I, I couldn't understand that as a kid. Luckily, I have an older brother, and he, he was like, kind of like my dad at the time. Oh, okay, gotcha. So he showed me how, he showed me how to uh, Same thing. catch football, throw a baseball. I had a sister, a very overbearing sister. So she was the one that taught me how to like talk. She was the one that kind of talk, taught me how to talk to girls, how to, you know. So I had, I had the support. My mom, you before know. Before you got the six pack. Before, huh? <laughs> before yeah, I know, huh? right? Um, What's up? At the time. <laughs> hey, hey, that's old. That's old. That's old. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> but at, at the time, um, you know, we, we, weren't, we weren't rich. And I remember now I talk about it with my sister because I have nieces and nephews. And um, my sister buys these huge packets of photos. You know when the kids are like. First grade, second grade, third oh, grade. Yeah, they buy, yeah. yeah, my mom never used to buy them. We couldn't afford them. So she used to take the the, the, the profile or what is it? The, the, the copies they the give samples, you. samples or whatever. Yeah. What the name sample all right? My mom used to use those, right? Because we couldn't afford it. And now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, damn, we couldn't afford 50 bucks for photos? Yeah. Like that's how much it cost at the time. But I never knew we were broke. Yeah. I never knew because my mom was just always such a happy-go-lucky person. She never let me dwell on that. And I think I get a lot of that from her. Yeah. Like uh, anything could be going wrong. But I'm like, listen, I have a roof over my head. I'm an entrepreneur, so I can make money no matter what. Yeah. You know, I wake up, I can breathe. Well, this is going to happen. Yeah. You know, so for me, that mentality of never having anyone to bail me out. Yeah. Was what pushed me to go. I mean, there's been times where 
Um, I've had rent. I couldn't pay rent. I had to figure it out. Right? There's been times my car got towed. Yeah. I had to figure it out. Yeah. There's no, I could never. And one time I did actually call my parents. And I said, Mom, oh God, my car got towed. It was my fault. I was visiting somebody and left my car out there. And I said, Mom, I need like 300 bucks. She goes, we don't have it. I'm sorry. And I wow. Like, yeah. And I was like, I got to figure it out. So I think yeah. years of me figuring it out and seeing my parents do it just kind of molded me to the person I am today. Yeah. I think, uh, to be honest with you, like having that kind of upbringing where like you you were so used to being told no, mm-hmm. that kind of like um, toughened you up, right? Oh, Give yeah. you that tough skin. Oh, yeah. Like now where it's like it took you, um, you know, all of that, all, all of those steps to get to you. Um, to to the gym now, right? Of I mean, course. when you finally got the okay, cool, you can open up your franchise. Now you gotta go look for a place to do it. Mm-hmm. But you also gotta do it with, with your with your your. your I deal with my Achilles. I had to deal with my wife being pregnant with yeah. first child. So I mean, making those doctor's appointments, making my my clients, you know, those, those sessions, meeting with Miguel, phone conferences. Like nobody sees that stuff. Yeah. So sometimes I get DM'd. They're like, "Oh, you're so lucky." It's never luck. Man. I'm like, it's no, never it's never luck, luck right? It's always, what is, yeah. it, what is it? Um, uh, stay ready, uh-huh. right? Always I was, stay ready, I yeah. was in the perfect situation, but I was ready for it. Yeah. Right. And even then I doubt myself, like, am I ready to do this? Like, maybe I need to learn more. And I think that's always been my hindrance in, in stepping out on my own. Like there yeah. were, I could have probably opened my own gym years ago. Yeah. I could have done it. I guarantee it would have been successful. Oh, I'm sure. But I was always just so like, oh God, no one in my family's an entrepreneur. Like, what am I going to do? And Bally's was, you know, you had a healthcare package, you had salary, you had this. So the first initial taste I actually got of it was moving to that other gym that was in the area. And then I said, okay, I can do this. No matter what, I can find clients. You know, I don't yeah. have to worry about anybody. My social media is nowhere near some of these people when I had more clients. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you see some of these people with 10,000 followers. And they're struggling to get clients. Yeah. For me, I had the reputation. I had the word of mouth. I gave great service. Yeah. So once you give great service, I always tell people, I don't care about your social media. Yeah. Right? If you change three people's lives, those three people are going to tell five people. Oh, for sure. Those five people are going to sign up for training with you. Right? Just because you have abs, just because you do a motivational Monday. Yeah. Right? What have you ever really proven to those people? Exactly. Right? They're not going to drop money onto you until they get to know you. Yeah. And that's what I've always been big on. Even now, hiring these trainers, you know, I'm not hiring. I always tell them, I'm not hiring. We're partnering. Yeah. You know, so even now, I give them an hour of my time. And it's it's a long process because I have in my DM and email, I probably have 45 people that want to be trainers. Oh, really? Yeah. Certified, ready to roll? Some certified, some not certified, some in the process of getting certified, gotcha. some with big business already. Um, but I like to do the vetting process because I feel like we're, we're, we're I always tell them, like on my Instagram, we're dating. Yeah. And my, my old manager used to tell me that, my old mentor used to be like, when you have this client in front of you, it's a date. Yeah. Right? You got a whiner, you got a diner, you got to make sure, or yeah. him or her. They have to get comfortable and then you ask for the kiss. The kiss yeah. meaning the price, right? Yeah. So you never go off and you meet a girl, you're like, hey, you know, put your hand on her leg. No, no. <laughs> Warm up to it, right? Yeah. So I always thought it's true. Yeah. If you ever dated anybody, of course, you, we're, we're you, put on, you put on your best self. Yeah. Right, you're on your best self. Yeah. That's how it should be with training. Yeah. So you're on time, you look professional, um, you're knowledgeable, of course, that's always a big thing, but you have to be relatable. Yeah. Right, you have to be relatable to your, your, your clientele. So my clientele right now is trainers. So I can go to a trainer and be like, dude, I've had no clients before and how to build from the ground up. Yeah. I've been to a place like you're at right now that is taking money off the top and you, know, you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. What I noticed talking to these trainers is that they're just very afraid to make the jump. Some of them. Okay. Right? Like, and some of them I have to turn away just because I don't feel like their mind's there. Yeah. They're not ready for it. So it's, it's a vetting process. And I know when you open something brand new to the city, 
it has to be perfect. Yeah. Meaning you only have one shot to make an impression. So if I wanted to be like, oh, I'm opening a self-made. Miguel has done the legwork, and that's what you pay with the franchise. He's done the legwork. Um, everybody knows about self-made. I don't yeah. care who you are. You've yeah. seen a video. You've seen the red and black. You know someone that knows someone that knows someone. You yeah. may never even been to one, but you know people. Yeah. You know of it. So he's done such a great job of that. It allows me to get these trainers in here, talk to them to see how I can help them, and then decide, decide if we're going to be partners or not. Yeah. And it, so it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting... It's interesting for me because I never had to really deal with talking to so many trainers. Yeah. Right? I'm usually the clients, but now the way I look at it is these trainers are my clients. They are your clients, yeah. Right? Yeah. And again, like the discussion I have with them is tell me about yourself. Like, where do you see yourself? What do you want to do? Um, do you want to open a gym? And it allows me, with the, with the, the way he has it set up, it allows me to help them reach their goals. Meaning, right, if they want to open their own gym, and they're with me for two years and they open their own gym, there's no hard feelings. Yeah. Because I don't have to replace all their clientele. Like the place I left, I probably took, or 25 clients came with me. Yeah. And she was taken off the top. So it hurt her. Oh, for sure. Financially, right? But like my old mentor used to say, if you're relying on one or two trainers to run your business, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Right? So it was one of those things where it allows me to really get down deep and see what you want to do and how can I help you. So like they're nervous to say, I want to open a business. Tell me you want to open a training yeah, business. I would honest, hope you right? do because yeah. I want nothing but entrepreneurs in here. I don't yeah. want someone that's just going to work a nine to five and train the clients and then leave. Like you got to want more. Yeah. You know, you got to start from somewhere. And, and with this model that we have itself made, it allows us to, to really be entrepreneur, real entrepreneurs. You know, a lot of people like at the one in Chino, some of them have clothing lines. Yeah. Right? And you can do multiple things. You can do that at some places. You can't yeah. do that at LA Fitness. Yeah. You can't be a boot camp instructor at a park, right? And then be LA Fitness. They don't allow that. Yeah. The place I was at, even though I was a private contractor, she wouldn't allow us to train any other place except for there. And even then, it still blows my mind, but I just did it out of respect for her. But then yeah. I, I started to realize, like, you're not really looking out for our best interests. You're yeah. looking out for your own best interests. And I always hated that model. So, so explain to me, how, how does self-made work? Like, um, well, self-made, we look for trainers in the area okay. that are looking to expand their business or even some that are just in a, in a, in a bad spot, a bad spot, meaning they're uh, corporate trainers or they're at a facility like I was at, um, or they're bootcamp instructors, right? You have to understand, do you have, you have a trainer, right? Uh, yeah, I had a trainer. Yes. You have a trainer. How long have you been training with your trainer? Uh, I was with him. For, I was only with him for a couple months. For a couple months. Okay. Yeah. So you guys created that bond. Yep. You created that friendship. So if that trainer said, Hey dude, you know what? I have this chance to expand out. You know, you would more than likely go with that person because you support them. They've already got you to a certain spot. Yep. So that's Maybe what you have the history. You have the history, yep. right? That's what training is. Training is is you are building those relationships with those people, not the corporate, not the little mom and pop place you're at, right? You are. So these places handcuff you, mm-hmm. meaning these are my clients now, even oh, though you're servicing you. them. With self-made, we allow you to bring in your clients, and they're your clients. You can run your own business. So I could say. J Tam Fit and wear J Tam Fit shirts inside self made. No one's gonna give you a hard time. Yeah. Right? Because we're all about building each other's business. There's yeah. probably like 25 different businesses run out of self made rancho. Yeah. And all of us are not competitive. We all have like, hey, what did you do to get those clients? I saw you run that boot camp. How did you do that? So, what I tell trainers is we're going back into where I was when I first entered Valleys. You're going into a place of learning. You're going into a place where there's 30 accomplished trainers that are entrepreneurs. Yeah. So if you don't know anything about, about it, you're going to learn from them. You know, so every self-made you go to, there's, there's that little round table you see, the little metal one. We all sit there and we talk nothing but business. Where else could you go 
where everyone's talking about being an entrepreneur. Yeah. In the fitness industry, there's, there's nowhere you can go. Yeah. Right. If you go to Crunch, it's that you're on the schedule, you're leaving. Yeah. Right. You go to you go to at any time you go to any self-made. There was like 15 entrepreneurs are talking about how expanding their business. Yeah. Talking about doing podcasts. Talking about doing um, online training. Talking about doing eBooks. Like that's the conversation we have on the yeah. daily. That's crazy. So it allows someone, even someone that maybe just got their certification, you jump in there, now you're being taught by the best of the best. Yeah. You know, some of these trainers have, um, I know some in Costa Mesa, some in Temecula, some in Rancho, making over $100,000. Just off training. Just off training. There's one guy in Costa Mesa, he's making over $100,000 off of online programs. Oh, wow. Because he built, he built himself yeah. up already. So you right? can build your own brand you build your within, within, within the self-made. Self I don't even know how he does that. Yeah. So I would reach out to him yeah. and find out how he does that. But it allows me to because we're both in the same, we're both on the same team. Yeah. You know what I mean? But even with self-made, we're not competitive with anybody. Yeah. Like I don't go, oh, you're from Valley Fitness. I don't talk to you. I'm yeah. like, come in. See what we have to offer. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's not for you, if you're not, if you're not an entrepreneur of mine or you're not willing to learn, this probably isn't the best place for you. And I've turned people down for that. I mean, there's even, we have a self-made academy. Yeah. Right. It pretty much teaches you. You get to learn from Miguel himself. The CEO of the company, yeah. the CFO of the company, you get to learn from them directly. And if I sponsor you, meaning like, let's just say you're one of my trainers, I send you to this, you're learning from the best of the best. There's people I reached out to that I saw a lot of potential in and I offered that to them. And they're like, well, what do I have to give you? I'm like, nothing. I just see a lot of potential in you. Yeah. You know, I think you would do well here in self-made. Well, do I have to give you like a credit card number? And at that point I was like, you know what? If you can't see this writing on the wall. Yeah. Your your mind's not there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, like if, if if Bill Gates or somebody or some some uh, Mark Cuban came to you and said, "Hey, I need you to fly to Dallas, and I need an assistant for like two months. I can't really pay you. Get your own flight here. I would be there." Oh, for sure. It's yeah, the same yeah. concept that people just it it blows my mind. They just don't understand. It, it's like uh, Napoleon Hill with the Think and Grow Rich mm -hmm. and Andrew yes, Carnegie. Yes, uh -huh. you know. It's like you're gonna learn from the best. You're gonna, you're gonna learn best. how to actually just make money instead mm -hmm. of just getting paid. Exactly, right? exactly. It's the sweat equity, right? You're going, yeah. and you're learning from the best of the best, and a lot of these trainers that, that I'm meeting, some of them uh, are excited about that. Some of them don't know how to take that, and then some of them that are that are in their ways. I have to tell them you have to be open to learning from everybody. Yeah. Right, because we are we all come from a different background, and there's a couple people that are like, oh, I do my own business the own way. I'm okay with that. You know, run yeah. your own business, but. When you're in an environment where everyone's running their own business, why not learn from everybody? Oh, for sure. Right? Like now people go, what do you think of CrossFit? CrossFit's not I go, no, CrossFit's awesome. Yeah. They harbor a community. Yeah. Right? They harbor that, that family environment. Yep. Oh, I go to Fit Body Bootcamp. Uh, my girlfriend does it stupid. Why is it stupid? She's going there. She's getting a yeah. workout. She's building a community within her. And she goes four or five days a week. You know, yeah. I know the owner of the... Fit Body Bootcamp and Rancho and, and him and I talk often. Yeah. We talk about business all the time. You know, that I saw, I remember him when he was a kid. Yeah. Now he owns his own Fit Body Bootcamp. That's crazy. Yeah, he's, oh, he's a yeah. great kid. I learned so much. I'm probably double his age. Yeah. But I always DM him like, hey, what are you doing with the leads? Like, how did you do that? Because for me, I've always been very open to learning from anybody. Oh, for sure. Doesn't matter their age, right? No, I could care less. You know? I learned from my niece. My niece is 20 years old. Yeah. And, and she, she's an artist and a tattoo. You know, she does, she's painting and she does artists. And she gets these paintings, she gives to celebrities. But how did you even get in touch with them? You know, she shows me how to do it on Instagram. She shows me about all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, she's 20 years old. I, I held her when she was a baby. Yeah. And I'm learning from her. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. And yeah. that's what every self-made harbors, right? You're not only paying for an awesome facility. You're not, you're not paying for a, a platform that we already have made for you, right? If you say you're a trainer and self-made, you already 
you're already kind of up here, mm -hmm. anywhere in the community. Now you get to learn from all these entrepreneurs, these people that have been doing it for years, these people that have successful training businesses. Like you, you can't beat that. Yeah. You know? So if, if uh, for trainers that are listening, mm -hmm. how can they get in touch with you and how can they apply or how does that work out? Um, slide into my DM. There you go. I mean, uh, um, you can DM me. Uh, I'm not hard to reach. You can DM me. Um, if you look on my, uh, my bio, I have a, a website you can go in. I have it for clients and I have it for uh, trainers because, you know, there's a bunch of clients that hit me up that want to be a part of the, of the movement, right? Yeah. The self-made movement. It's, it's an awesome feeling when you're in a place that harbors excitement yeah. and everybody wants to succeed. So clients see that. And that's why clients stay with their trainers at self-made because it's yeah. just such a great environment to be in. What's your uh, Instagram handle just for everybody? That, uh, J Tamfit. Real right. easy. J, my last name, Tamfit. There you go. J Tamfit. You can't misspell that one. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Um, so now you, you went from, from uh, Bally's, Owning your own gym and stuff like that. Like, how is the feeling now of like, of of opening that gym now? Like, like um, it's it exciting, like? but it's also scary. Yeah. Right. It's it, it's everybody. I wake up every day and I probably have a million doubts in my head. Yeah. And I think if you're an entrepreneur and a successful entrepreneur, you'll have the same thing. Like, how could I be better? What could I if you're taking care of your trainers? Yeah. And they're happy where they're at then you have nothing to worry about. Oh, for sure. Right. If someone comes up to my wife and says, forget that guy, Jason, come with me, and she leaves, I'm not doing something right. Right? Right, that's the way yeah, I feel. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. that. So, so, so the, the welcome there from other business owners, well, really just him, has been something that's been like a, a little bit of the negative, but it's one of those things, man, that if you're not growing in business, you're going to be left behind, and he's just not growing. Yeah. He's not growing. He's not, he's not reinvesting back into his business, and... For me, that, that's always been the biggest thing is reinvesting back into my clients, reinvesting back into my business, meaning I go and get continuing education, right? I went to uh, Box and Burn, which is in Santa Monica. I learned how to do boxing with people because I wanted to give more to my clients. Yeah. So I'm constantly doing that. And now the way I can do it now is hire these trainers, introduce them to, to good clients, do good media, HB Media. If you guys don't follow HB Media, he's my... Um, our gym's personal content creator. Okay. He does videos. He does anything you can imagine this guy can do. What's his uh, Instagram handle? HB Media. HB Media? Everyone knows him. If you don't know HB Media, you got to go follow <laughs> this guy. Because this guy not only shoots awesome videos, but when you hear his story, you probably have to have him on one of these days. Oh, for sure. This guy used to work at FedEx full-time, quit. Now he's doing full-time videography, driving an Audi. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. I'll let him tell you the rest. All right, cool. if you get him cool. on. But um, yeah, you know, I'm introducing them to these people that I've met to help them create their own brand and to expand their brand. And in turn, whether you end up coming in self-made or not, if I've talked to you, chances are we've left on a good term. So I'm expecting for them to come back around and be like, okay, you know what? You were there for me. You really helped me out. I want to join now because I believe I'm planting seeds. Yeah. Right. So maybe it's, maybe you're not ready there and I'm not going to fault you for it because there was a time when I wasn't ready. Yeah. But you'll come back around and we'll work together somewhere down the line. Cool, cool. Uh, um, last thing. Um, this is just for me, for my own personal thing. Uh, get uh, the free advice. Get, oh, I'll charge well, you. Don't well, worry. Well, no, I'll find a way to debit you. <laughs> no, exactly. More towards fitness. Okay. Just uh, and then I'll do a business one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think I've seen you. You've competed before, haven't you? No, I never have. You've never competed. No, I've actually. There's been a couple times where I've came close. There's one time. I was going to, and my uh, grandmother passed away, and it was just not the right timing to do it. Got you. The other time was going to be this year, and then 
that happened. Tore my Achilles. So gotcha. I think uh, God just wants me to look in shape yeah. to uh, attract other trainers. But really, I never have, but I respect anyone that has. Because, I mean, I've gotten myself to a place where I've, I've dieted down for it. And I know the struggle and I know the endless amount of cardio and how you do it. So I've been there literally three days out and then something happened. So, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I've never you. had the opportunity to do I do want to, though. Yeah. Now I think I'm in master's division, though. So it's kind of What's master? Weird. I don't know how that I'm works. Thirty-five out. and over. I'm thirty-five. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I got a late start on everything. Oh shit. Yeah, so okay. like some of these guys that are at the gym, I tell them, "Man, you're twenty-five. You're twenty-six. Like, go open a business. Go do something. Go invest in something." I don't know if I'm ready. You're never gonna be ready. No, never. You're never. never. I don't feel I'm ready, and I'm no. in my thirties. You know. Yeah. So, just take the initiative and do it. And that's probably the best advice I'd give to people is don't be afraid to fail because you're gonna learn a lot from those. Okay. Right. I also tell these kids, don't buy big lavish things because now you're handcuffed to them. So. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to tell you because me... Um, you want to compete? I actually do want to compete. Do it, do I've it. always wanted to do it. I, I told my wife, like, hey, look, uh, I want to compete. Um, I was that fat kid too. Right. I was uh-huh. a fat kid and uh, I was always a little overweight, but then I started losing weight and I just, you know, it becomes addicting, right? Right, right. And then, but I never pushed myself to the point where I wanted, like, to get down. Like, my goal last year was to get down to 8% body fat, wow, right? that, that single digits is not easy. Yeah, so I was at around 34 last year. Beginning last year in January, I was about 34%. Mm-hmm. And then I, sh- I went all the way down. And then I got my trainer, I think, uh, November. No, mm-hmm. Probably like August, right? I think I seen that. I think I seen around the time when you started training at, at, at uh, South Bay. Yeah, in the Chino Hills. Yeah, so he got me down to uh, sixteen. So I literally cut my, yeah. my body fat in half, and I was like, "Dude, that was freaking hard." Oh yeah, it's hard. That was it's a hard. Lot of discipline. And then now I'm just like I'm I'm pumping around seventeen, you know, mm-hmm. right now. Um, but now I I gotta like to get the eight. I gotta cut that in half again. Well, the biggest thing is if you do a show. Whether you win or lose, you're going to win because you're in the best shape that you've ever been on. Yeah. Right? So if you hire a coach, and let's just say you step on stage, and you're already lower than you're at, you already won. That's what I tell people. Like, yeah. Don't be afraid to do those things because you're only going to be in the best shape you've ever been on. You yeah. have to be. Yeah. Right? And I think if you hire a coach, they're not going to allow you to step on stage unless you're in the best shape of your life. Yeah. So there's really no losing it. Yeah. You're just going to win. Yeah, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. The only thing I'm going to lose is not, is not having any pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and no pizza. I'm like, damn it, dude. That's my only downfall. Like, shit, I can't have pizza for like how long now? Oh, you know what? Once you, you probably know. Once you start doing it, it's yeah. the last thing in your mind. Yeah. Like, once you start getting on any kind of program, oh, I can't go out and eat this. It's the last thing. You start seeing those results come and, yeah. and your whole mind sh- shifts. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> last thing, the last thing. Um... So me, I, I still do have my nine to five. A lot of people don't know that, but I still do have my nine to five. Um, I'm doing my real estate now, um, and exactly, it's taken off, dude. Like this year has been crazy. Like congratulations, man! It's awesome to hear. Thanks, bro. Uh, it, like long story short, it literally took me two years to sell my first house, right? So I sold my first house last year, and I'm already going on my fourth deal in wow. two months this year. Wow! Congratulations. So, like now, I, I'm at that. I'm at that. That, that borderline where should I shift and just go straight full, you know, real estate mm-hmm. or should I like see, cause like maybe it's just like just one big momentum that's going on or jump. like that, you know? Jump. That's what you need to do. You just need to jump into it. I just need to do it. You need all. to ride the wave while you can. And I, I believe in that. I mean, responsibly. I don't want people yeah. to like, I'm quitting my job yeah. at, at wherever I'm at to, to be a trainer, to be a real estate agent. But yeah. The more you have to worry about where this money is going to come from, the harder you're going to work. 
Yeah. Right. If you have that nine to five, you're always going to, that's going to be your crutch. And I've yeah. seen it a million times where people are trainers and they have nine to five and they never quite are successful at doing training because they always go back to their safe zone. Yeah. If you don't have that safe zone that's anymore, net, yeah. I guarantee you, you're, you're going to probably sell more houses in Universal because you need to. Yeah. You have a wife, you have to, you have to sink or swim. Yep. And I've kind of like, my wife has a hard time with that because she's not, she's very organized. I right think, yeah, and, yeah. And her job you walk in her office everything's organized she has to know where everything's coming she has to know in advance yeah but i'm like don't worry we'll figure it out she goes how do you do that I go, i've been doing it forever and it's just i've gotten to where i've got because i just jump yeah i jump with the plan though yeah, you know? yeah. but i know i believe in myself and I, yeah and i know my worth and you know that you're good at what you do i mean you have a podcast you work nine to five you're a real estate agent you've sold houses already so the only thing holding you back is that a little bit of fear decision. in the yeah. back of your head, it's right? That, it's uh-huh. that fear. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. It's that fear. I've been with my company for like 14 years, so I got a lot of time invest, you know, invested yeah, in there, right. you know? Oh, no, I hear you on that. I mean, you got, you got retirement plans and stuff Everything. like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so steady income. Um, I'm, you know, I'm already on pace to making more. The most money I made in a year with that company. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, dang. But then you've you seen a couple of those commission checks from selling houses. Oh, man. And, right? How quick did that happen? Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. These commission checks are like, dang, this is like two months worth of freaking. That's exactly what I mean. And it's like, dude, this is crazy. Exactly. That's why I saw some of these trainers at Alley Fitness or wherever they're coming from. Um, I guarantee your first month in itself made, you're going to look how much money you've made. And you're like, what have I been doing my whole life? Exactly. Like, why haven't I made this jump? And it's because of fear. So my whole job is to kind of like, come on. Come, yeah, on. come on, but it's also easier when, when you have someone there, like me as a facility owner, yeah. my only job is to make sure that they're comfortable in doing it, right? You're going to be uncomfortable and you have to understand that, but I'm, I'm here to help you along the way. Yeah. So it's not like you're here now, what do I do, right? If we're doing cold calling, if we're going to the mall and do, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Because again, I'm handcuffed to you. We're, we're, we're married now. If you aren't successful, I'm not successful. Yeah. So I have to make sure that I'm giving them the proper steps and tools in order to be successful. Yeah. And you won't get that anywhere else. That's crazy. I guarantee you, you won't get that anywhere else. Any other gym you go to, you're working for them. For sure. Right? You're not working for yourself. At Self Made, hence the name, Self-made, you're working yep. for yourself. Yeah. Awesome. It's a great culture. Awesome. I know. I love it. I, yeah. I love going oh, yeah, to the yeah, gym, I know. Uh-huh. I love going to the gym, dude. She knows awesome. some great trainers, too. Yeah. So I, I'm excited for you to, for, for uh, the West Covina chapter to, to open up. Uh, do you guys have a due date? Uh, May. We don't know specifically when because self-made, all the equipment is handmade. Okay. That's what I tell people. It's made in Russia. It really is. It's made in Russia. So it just depends on when we get the, the, the shipping date and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Sometime in May. Tentatively May. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, how about, that'd be cool if it was like May 4th. Be like a like Star a Wars thing. <laughs> May the, the fourth be with you. you. Yeah. yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. I think you should do that. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, Jason Matt. Well, thank you for uh, for being on the show. Of course. Um, for those of you uh, listening, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to um, to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, look out for Jason for J Tam Fit. Uh, follow him on Instagram. Self-made West Covina. And self-made West Covina. Where about? Uh, the location? Yeah. The location is off the tan, off of, it's off Garvey. So if you go to my uh, actual Instagram, I have the link on there. It will show you uh, the exact address. Perfect, perfect. So uh, thank you for that. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. So whenever you guys are uh, thinking about making that shift, remember, we all go through these obstacles. So you're going to have that fear. You're going to have that doubt. But in the end, it's really up to you. So as long as you believe in yourself, you can shift it to anything you want to. So thank you guys for listening. Cool. Thanks, bro.
Yes, man. It was fun. Yeah. Love this shit. Hey, thank you everybody for listening to The Shift. I hope you guys appreciate today's episode with Jason. I hope you guys learned a lot of valuable lessons um, that he talked about and implement that into your life. So with these valuable lessons, with these golden nuggets that I will be bringing to the table by interviewing other entrepreneurs such as Jason um, to the table, take notes, rewind if you have to, listen to this again. Um, and I really appreciate everybody just listening. So if you, had hit, if you haven't hit the subscribe button, please subscribe to my show um, as I will be bringing on more guests. And leave a comment about what you guys want to listen to, what you guys want to hear, what you guys want to learn about. Let me know where you guys are shifting to. So appreciate that, you guys. And uh, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Oscar, O-S-C-A-R dot Andrade. A-N-D-R-A-D-E dot C-A on Instagram. So let me know what you guys think about the show and uh, appreciate you guys listening. So until next time, keep shifting.